I'm always talking about the importance of getting good quality sleep so that you can feel energized the next day, be productive and engaged, keep the fatigue down. But let's face it, sometimes life gets in the way, right? You get kids that wake you up in the middle of the night or the snoring spouse, or maybe you're working the night shift, or maybe you're just having that mid-afternoon slump. How do you manage that fatigue? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Danielle Robertson Rath is the author of a really fun book called How to Get Shit Done When You Feel Like Shit. Excuse my language, but that's the name of the book. She'll be talking with us about how caffeine works, what that magic number is in terms of caffeine, when to consume it, and what about the advantages of coffee, tea, or energy drinks? What's the best for us? So stay tuned as we talk about fatigue and how to overcome it. Hello and welcome to Dr. Joe's Health and Sanity Call. I'm Dr. Joe, a wellness expert and professional speaker who helps busy people stay healthy, sane, and productive. For more information of how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com, D-R-J-O.com. All right. Hello, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have you on because I read your book. I found it really informative. It was, it was colorful. It was, it was very helpful to, to get, come up with tidbits of uh, strategies and so forth for your particular situation, what's going on. I love especially your five um, levels of fatigue. That was informative because let's face it, sometimes we're just a little drowsy or bored and sometimes we have stayed up all night. And you had explained how the strategies that you have can help you get down to another level, but it can't eliminate your fatigue entirely, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, one of the things that I like to talk about is that caffeine is not a substitute for sleep. You do want to try and get great diet, good nutrition, and good sleep. For some people in certain occupations, that's not always possible. For new parents, sometimes getting a full night's sleep isn't always possible. And so I try and teach people that there are some things you can do both involving caffeine and not involving caffeine to help you feel just a little more alert, to help you get down one level of fatigue. So you're not as exhausted. So what I do is I teach people those, those tools. I teach people those steps you can take to be one level less tired or overwhelmed. Well, you know, we have talked about before how in another podcast, how caffeine by itself has no calories, you know, black coffee, black tea has no calories by itself. And since calories are a measurement of energy, that they don't really give you energy, no matter what the the label says, what it does is it gives you focus and attention, right? Um, So is it the more caffeine we drink, the more alert we feel? Absolutely. So a, a couple things. So yes, when you have an energy drink, they're not talking about caloric energy, they're talking about stimulation energy. But it is a misconception that more caffeine equals more alert. And that's mm. one of my favorite things to talk about is the Burke's doggy law, which is all about how to drink caffeine strategically. So I, I can talk your viewers how that, uh, how that curve, how that Burke's doggy law works, if you'd like. Of course. <laughs> Great. So I am a huge, huge dog lover. So 
I want you and your viewers to imagine that you're sitting on a bench and you're bored. You're very tired and you're just bored. And along comes this cute little doggy. Woof. Oh, it's so cute. So you just feel a little bit more alert because this dog is cute. Okay. So then comes another dog and another dog and another dog. And all of a sudden you're surrounded by 30 dogs and they're all yapping and they're all running around. So you're no longer stimulated. You're overstimulated. You're past the point of cuteness where it's now overwhelming and overstimulating. And that's what happens with caffeine. That's this Barks doggy law, which is really the Yerkes Dodson law. And it's all about how there is this curve of stimulation on the X axis and performance on the Y axis. So caffeine helps you get a little bit stimulated, which helps you get a little perform a little bit better. But at a certain point, that curve reaches a peak and more stimulation in the term uh, in the form of caffeine or in the form of your environment makes you perform worse. And this is something that we saw in a research study with sleep deprived truck drivers in a stimulation, the truck drivers that got 400 milligrams or four cups of coffee did worse than the drivers that got two cups of coffee. So the people that got half as much actually had fewer mistakes because they weren't over that peak. They weren't overstimulated. And so that's really what the five levels of fatigue is about, is finding your spot on that curve where it's just stimulated enough, but not past the point where you become overstimulated and have jitters and caffeine side effects. Is 200 that magic number? 200 is that magic number, usually that peak of that curve. And that perfectly coincides with recommendations from organizations like the European Food Safety Authority or Health Canada or the US FDA, which say 200 milligrams or two cups of coffee is the amount you can have in one serving or at a time. 400 milligrams is the recommended dose for one day. So if you can imagine having all of that one day's amount all at one time, that's a lot. And that's why I don't really like energy drinks that have 300 milligrams Mm -hmm. of caffeine in them because that's Mm -hmm. almost your whole day's amount. You want to spread that out. You want to nurse your caffeine so you find where you are on that curve before you go over that cliff. And for those of you who buy your coffee at one of those fancy coffee shops, realize that it's not two cups of coffee has 200 milligrams, right? I mean, a Vente or a Grande at Starbucks has how many milligrams of caffeine? 330. So that's three Red Bulls. So one Grande coffee from Starbucks is equal to three Red Bulls or two rock stars. So just to put, uh, to put the coffee in terms of the stereotypical energy drink, it's not always, it's not always what you'd expect. So I always encourage people to look at the exact amounts of caffeine in what you're drinking, whether it's coffee or tea or something. And, And at Starbucks, what size is that? At Starbucks? About 200 milligrams. Oh, 200 milligrams. Well, there's 160 in a tall pumpkin spice latte or a pie, a a tall peppermint mocha, like the very seasonal drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, Starbucks is pretty good on their website about having caffeine amounts, but if you can't find it, I always pull up the website caffeineinformer.com on my phone Mm -hmm. They have the largest database of caffeinated drinks, whether it's coffees and teas and food and medicine. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to look up the amounts there because it does vary whether you're getting 
a mocha or a cappuccino or, you know, a, an espresso, all of that varies. It's not always what you'd expect. So you sometimes have to take an extra step and look it up on your phone. Yeah. And, and that 200 milligrams, we said that, you know, you said is the most you should have at one time um, is, is different for different people. For example, I drink Diet Coke. One can has about 50 milligrams and yet I'm fine with one and two, I'm like shaking. So for me, my level is, is lower. My tolerance, I guess you used to say, right? Right. You've got a different curve than mm -hmm. I did or than, you know, someone else might. So, it's, so yeah, you really have, have to find your own curve. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But chances are, it is not 400 milligrams at one time. <laughs> no, no, no. Chances are, unless, oh gosh, unless you have some kind of enzymatic magic going on in your body, 400 milligrams is too much for 90% of the population. Mm -hmm. Once you go past 400 milligrams of caffeine, your benefits from caffeine. So reduced risk of Alzheimer's, suicide, depression, diabetes, type two, all of that decreases. And the side effects for caffeine, that seesaw of caffeine's benefits and caffeine side effects tips. So once you get, mm. once you go past 400 milligrams, the side effects of caffeine start tipping and you get more gastrointestinal distress, more nausea, more jitters, headaches. It's a lot easier to get caffeine withdrawal symptoms and it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to mess up your sleep, which means you need more caffeine the next day and you don't sleep well. So you wake up tired, you need more caffeine. It's a vicious cycle. So you want to yeah. try and stay below that 400 milligrams. Now, let me ask you, Danielle, because a lot of people have told me I'm not a energy drink consumer. I don't like the taste, but obviously some people love it and you do. That's where you get most of your caffeine from. Um, tell me about the differences in the effects of coffee, tea, energy drinks, and maybe there's something else you want to throw in. Sure. So uh, pre-exercise pre supplements is another good category. So all four of these have a different food matrix or the other friends caffeine has along with it in the beverage. So if you take something like coffee, that has a lot of antioxidants. It has not a lot of other things. It's water and it's caffeine and it's antioxidants from the plant. So that might be a healthier option for someone compared to an energy drink, which might have, but not always, the caffeine as well as taurine, sugar, some B vitamins, um, maybe some other uh, sources of caffeine like guarana or herba mate. There's a lot of other ingredients that might affect you differently than the coffee. The caffeine molecule itself will affect you the same, but you have to think about what else is in that mm -hmm. drink. And with pre-exercise supplements, that's probably the worst on this spectrum because mm -hmm. those exercise supplements have slightly different regulations than a coffee or a beverage. And so there's a higher risk of adulteration with supplements. There's a higher risk of um, those types of things having way more caffeine than you actually need. So you really have to look at the amount of caffeine and what else is in that beverage. Okay. Okay. So you've talked about something very important because food and drinks are regulated different than supplements. Correct. So why don't you talk about how supplements are regulated? Yes. So a food, all of those ingredients have to be pre-approved or they have to be generally recognized as safe. With a supplement, you don't have those recommendations. If it's a pre-approved ingredient, like an additive, like 
sodium chloride, like table salt, something that's been around for a while, okay. But if you're introducing a brand new ingredient, like some kind of plant extract that no one's ever heard of or used before, you're supposed to file a new dietary ingredient paperwork with the FDA, but that's just a heads up. Like, hey, FDA, I'm going to use this thing. You know, it's not, it's not an approval. It's not an approval. Nor are they doing uh, uh, quality checks on the product either. They're supposed to, but with supplements, it's so, speaking as someone who worked in the supplement industry for about 10 years, it's so easy for people to get away with things in the supplement industry versus the food and beverage industry. The food and beverage industry is not without flaw, but the way the supplements can be put on the marketplace without that approval means you can get away with that much more. Right. And Consumer Lab is one organization that does look at a lot of these products in in terms of what's in there and are there any additives that aren't even mentioned on the label, some uh, contamination or so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so Consumer Lab, is there any other place that you would recommend to kind of check out what it is that you drink or a supplement that you take? Um, gosh, that's a difficult one. When I'm looking at a new product, I usually pull up Healthline or mm-hmm. examine.com and I will look up on those websites. What is this DMAA thing? Like if it's an ingredient I've never heard of before, right. Healthline usually has some information on what it is, if it's safe and what dose of that is safe. Yeah. And in terms of ingredients that are in the product, but not on the label, that's a tough one. I'm a nerd. So I subscribe to FDA warning, lab- like warning letters, uh-huh. but the average consumer may not have any good way to get an idea of whether your product mm-hmm has those hidden ingredients or not. Yeah, the consumer lab does test specific products. Mm. And so rather than ingredients. Right. mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, let's talk about energy uh, drinks because I think, you know, we hear a lot about coffee and tea and as a stimulant uh, drug, you know, containing the caffeine with stimulant drug, but energy drinks, there are so many of them. They're so different. What are some of these ingredients that are listed on the label other than caffeine and sugar, which we recognize? What else is there and what does it do? Well, the first thing I want to mention is that there's a huge spectrum when it comes to energy drinks. So there's energy drinks that really just look like coffee beverages and are technically considered in the marketplace a coffee. So you would have a lot of similar ingredients like brewed coffee and cream and sugar and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also energy drinks that are barely different than soda. They might have B vitamins and cola, and that's pretty much it. So it's very difficult to say that there's a standard formula for energy drinks because there are so many energy drinks in disguise, as I call them. Mm-hmm. But the stereotypical energy drink, in order to be considered an energy drink, you have to have caffeine, one other ingredient known to boost focus or stimulation. So that B vitamins count. Um, also, herba mate, other herbal forms of caffeine, those count. And then the third criteria is that on the label, it's clear the goal of the product is to give you energy in terms of stimulation, not caloric energy. Really, that's it. That's the only criteria to be an energy drink. So there's, there's a huge, uh, huge disparity in terms of other ingredients that are in there. And what does a taurine do? 
taurine. Taurine is actually taurine? one of my, yeah, taurine is one of my favorite ingredients. It's an amino acid that your body makes already. And it, it helps your heart regulate the flux of ions in and out. So it really just helps you regulate your heartbeats. I like it in energy drinks because it helps you get not too stimulated. It's kind of like putting a leash on a lab, like a dog, you know, without mm -hmm. the leash, they would just boom, run away. But the taurine's mm -hmm. like, okay, hold on. Just, just let's, let's go slow everything in an orderly fashion. So <laughs> that's a very, uh, uh, layman's terms of uh, what taurine does. But yeah, its job is just to help you regulate the ions in and out of your heart. Okay, so let's just say you've had a long night, you've been up with the kids, or maybe you work, you know, work the night shift, and you're trying to, to stay awake, you don't like coffee or tea. So you've got this whole, all these energy drinks to choose from, what kind of things should we look for? I'm, I'm thinking probably in terms of calories and then the amount of caffeine. Is that where, where you would start? Yes. So the three things you want to look for in any beverage that you reach for when you're, when you're tired and needing a stimulation. Mm -hmm. Number one, how many servings per container? Because mm -hmm. there are some very large drinks. And if you don't look at the number of servings, then the rest of these steps might give you misinformation. So look at how many servings per container. Step two, how many uh, milligrams of caffeine per serving? And again, you wanna try and stay under 200. Definitely don't go over 400, but 200 is, is a nice amount. If you're not sure how your body reacts to caffeine, try and go for the lower side. Tea has about 45 milligrams. So if you know you can handle tea or dark chocolate, then you wanna try and go as low as possible. And then the okay, so wait a minute. So if sure. it has 80 milligrams of caffeine and there are what two servings in a can, mm -hmm. is there ever any more than two servings in a can? It's unusual. There yeah, are some that's very, all I've very, seen too. Yes, there are some even bigger ones. There are some extremely large cans that have, I mean, they're so large they have like uh lids where you can refill them. Ah. Very unusual. It's you know, the normal is the normal size is a 16 fluid ounce can, which used to be two servings, but because the FDA updated their, their serving size, uh, guidelines, usually this is one serving now. So 16 okay. fluid ounces is usually considered one serving. Okay. So pay attention to the amount of caffeine, look at the serving size to make yeah. sure we're we talking about one serving or is the whole can going to be two servings or more. Mm -hmm. All right. And what's the third thing? Sugar. You mm -hmm. want to look at the amount of sugar. The American Heart Association suggests you should not have more than, I think it's 35 grams of sugar a day. There's slightly different amounts for males and females because they we have mm -hmm. different metabolisms. But if you have a drink that has more than 15 grams of sugar, that's, you know, that's almost your, your half a day's amount. And in fact, having sugar plus caffeine makes you more tired than caffeine without the sugar. Because of the way the sugar, you know, affects your, your blood sugar levels, you can actually feel more tired if you've had caffeine plus sugar versus caffeine alone. Well, so, it's, kind of, it's kind of like when we have a cookie or soda or whatever, middle of the afternoon, and we feel a little bit more alert for a while, but yeah, <laughs> then we're, we're dropping after that. So that kind exactly. of makes sense. So maybe not have too much uh, sugar, but if there's no sugar, 
then are they sweetening it with artificial sweeteners? There's more people using stevia and monk fruit, some natural mm -hmm. sweeteners, but I would say probably the majority of the energy beverages use artificial sweeteners. Yes. Mm -hmm. And different people have different preferences. Me as a biochemist, I'm actually more worried for my own diet about sugar than artificial sweeteners, but that's, that's my choice. So I don't want to dictate to anybody else, you know, I don't want anyone to diet out of fear, but me personally, I am not concerned about artificial sweeteners. I, I'm, I'm there as well. Cause I told you I drink my diet Coke. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's all about moderation in my opinion. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So um, what is the best strategy for somebody who is getting adequate amount of sleep but they're experiencing that mid-afternoon slump. That's probably the most common. And the boss doesn't let you take a nap. So what are you going to do? Well, I actually have a, uh, a freebie. It's a, a handy guide to caffeine half-life. So mm -hmm. the very first thing you want to do is think about if you have caffeine right now, is it going to sabotage your sleep? Mm -hmm. And um, if you go to my website, greeneyedguide.com slash freebies, you can find that guide to caffeine half-life. Okay. Most of the times, if it's 3 p.m., it's too late for caffeine. If you have caffeine, it's probably going to sabotage your sleep. So I would recommend trying other things, other things that don't involve caffeine. And for each level of fatigue, there's different strategies I encourage people to do. So, for example, if you're at the lower end of, you know, the levels of fatigue, Get a mm -hmm. glass of water, get up and move around, be physical. Mm -hmm. Sometimes right. that can help you break out of that 3 p.m. slump. If mm -hmm. you're on the higher end, the upper end of the, of the five levels of fatigue, you might need to focus on one thing at a time. So stop multitasking. If you're tired, just focus on the very next step. What's the very next thing you have to do and what's the very next step after that? Sometimes mm -hmm. that can help you focus when you're feeling exhausted. You can also... Uh, find a friend or find something uh, online that makes you laugh because that, that dopamine trigger, uh, caffeine, sorry, caffeine boosts your dopamine, but you can find other ways to boost your dopamine and finding something online to make you laugh or finding a person to talk to that makes you laugh can do that for you. And that will help you wake up without caffeine too. Wow. That's good to know. So it goes back to those little dogs. Everybody likes cute little videos about dogs and cats. Yes, I'm definitely a dog person. So all my recommendations are usually dogs. <laughs> or little kids. They always make me laugh too. Oh gosh, little kids make me tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're there right now. Yes. You've got two little ones, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Lots of caffeine, not as much sleep as I'd like right now. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a stage you're going through. But, uh, well, thank you, Danielle, for, for coming on the podcast. It's been really informative. And again, um, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Yes. So you can find more about me, my educational background, my books, my podcast, the speaking and training workshops I do, all of that good stuff at greeneyedguide.com. I'm also on Instagram at greeneyedguide. So that's another good place to, uh, to get a hold of me if you want to chat. I love chatting with people on Instagram too. All right. Well, thanks, Danielle. Um, pick up a copy of uh, it's uh, how to get shit done when you feel like shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Excuse my language again. But yeah. um, 
I will, I will see you all next week. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed today's health and sanity call, please subscribe to the channel and share it with others. For more information about how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com. That's just four letters, drjo.com.